702. The Worldview. And Adam Gilchrist is out today and standing in for him is John Adley. Good morning, John. Good to chat to you again. Good morning. Happy New Year. Nice to be with you again. Yeah, Happy New Year. We're still saying it. It's the 11th of January. I suppose we can only say it until the 12th and we need to stop saying it. All right. The UK and US <laughs> naval forces repel the largest attack yet by Yemen's Houthi rebels. Things are getting quite tense for this, this Red Sea shipping. They really are. I mean, it's really feeling like dangerous days and that the conflict is getting quite near to our doorstep, certainly here in the UK and other countries, I think, feeling the same way. And we had US warships, aircraft and a British destroyer shooting down 18 drones along with anti-ship and ballistic missiles. The Royal Navy's HMS Diamond shot down seven of the drones using its Sea Viper missiles, which, by the way, cost more than a million pounds each. And the US and the UK, um, they were amongst 12 countries who had earlier issued a warning for the Houthis to stop targeting commercial shipping in the Red Sea or face the consequences. And I think we're seeing that playing out now. And it's led to questions about possible military strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. And the UK Defence Secretary Grant Shapps signalled this is more likely. And rather ominously, he said simply, watch this space. And he's accused Iran of coordinating uh, the Houthi attacks, with Tehran not just providing the weapons, but also the intelligence, the eyes and the ears to carry out the attacks. And we had similar words of warning from America's top diplomat, Anthony Blinken. He's been in Bahrain. And he said, I'm not going to telegraph or preview anything that might happen. But all I can say, as we've made clear, if this continues, there will be consequences. And then last night, the UN Security Council passed a resolution demanding an immediate end to the Houthi attacks and endorsing member states' rights to defend their own vessels. But the Houthis yeah. have dismissed it all as a political game. They say they're only targeting Israeli-linked vessels. But, yeah, I think there is international concern, isn't it, that more countries are being dragged ever closer to, the, to being involved directly in the Middle East conflict, something yeah. I think many countries want, want to avoid. Well, the UK and US, if you do attack them, they do have a very short temper span, and very soon they will respond to that. So, yeah, I think you're right. Let's watch the space. Now, something in your space, hundreds of post office scandal victims in the UK are to have their convictions overturned. What happens here? Yeah, this is quite an amazing thing on, on, on several fronts, actually. It's been described as the biggest injustice in UK history, and it's become known as the post office scandal. It's been rumbling on for a couple of decades now, actually. And what happened between 1999 and 2015, about 700 post office managers in towns and villages right across the UK, they were convicted of theft or fraud over money supposedly that they'd taken, but actually it only appeared to be missing because there were faults in a new IT system. So these people are completely blameless, but the post office continued to say that it was the postmaster's mistress's fault. They had to repay the money. Some of them were convicted of fraud. Some of them went to jail. Some have since died. Oh, wow. The campaigning for compensation has gone on for years. But this is the amazing thing. There was a TV drama, a four-part drama on TV last week. It ran over four days last week. Yeah. And it really brought home to people the terrible effect that the accusations had on people's lives. You know, as I say, sent to jail, shunned by the communities that really they were only there to serve, losing their house and their homes and their families, oh, all this kind of awful stuff. Absolutely terrible. So the TV programme comes on, public outrage. The government really forced to act. And then suddenly, after years of campaigning, with one fell swoop, Prime Minister stands up in the Commons yesterday and says, right, we're going to introduce a new law. 
We'll get it all sorted in the coming weeks and months. We will exonerate and compensate compensate victims to the tune of maybe up to £600,000 each. No questions asked. Basically, all, all you've got to do is sign a form saying that you were not guilty. Um, yeah. And, of course, there might be a few people that were guilty and they were correctly convicted. So it's a bit of an interesting one. Mm. Um, but they're saying, no, the way we've got to do this is just have this one this new law exonerates no need to you know have an appeals process because it would take too long let's just clear everyone because it was clear that in almost every case it was the IT system that was to blame and it's really intriguing because it's also raised concerns about you know yeah. there's a lot of unease amongst lawyers about well hang on a minute we're allowing politicians to sort of override the criminal justice system whereas normally you want to keep the two apart so there are fears it could lead to a bit of a dangerous precedent but a government minister said exceptional yeah. circumstances require exceptional measures and uh, it, it really is quite quite an incredible thing that's just happened and and a lot of people saying why did it take a tv drama to do it you yeah. shouldn't have taken that what a story what a story. And up to £600,000. Look, I think if your career was ruined, I mean, that's probably a small amount to pay, but still, that's a lot of money. Here's a story. Researchers cracked the mystery of how the multiple sclerosis genes spread through Europe. Tell us. Yeah, this is this has caught my eye, and it's just amazing, isn't it? What what uh, DNA can can tell us with the advanced technology and uh, that we now have. And researchers have used ancient DNA to shed new light on why immune diseases, particularly multiple sclerosis, why is it that they're twice as common in people from northwestern Europe compared to the south? And they've had experts from universities in Copenhagen, Cambridge and Oxford spending more than a decade on studying ancient teeth, teeth and bones. And what they say is they found a quantum leap forward in understanding the evolution of multiple sclerosis. What they found is that there was a gene introduced into northwestern Europe 5,000 years ago. There was a mass migration of cattle herders mm -hmm. from the south to the north. They carried with them a genetic uh, material that helped protect them from catching illnesses from their own livestock. But there was a weakness in the gene which made their descendants, that's people like me, uh, more susceptible to conditions like multiple sclerosis. Yeah. And it's not just an academic study. The team say this is going to change how we think about MS. It could change the way that we treat this disease and they're now fired up and they're going to look at um, the origins of other diseases using ancient dna follow them back in time if you like and yeah. maybe find out more about autism adhd bipolar disorder depression you know where it all started and once you get to the root cause of things mm. not being an expert at all but i imagine that that then helps you work out how best to treat these uh, illnesses and conditions yeah i think so as well wow what an interesting world view that's john adley in fact john i think we need to get you back tomorrow thank you so much for this morning